A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm excited. I really don't even know how to begin because we've got so many things to cover. I, I really just wish we had half a day. You know, I think that the radio station should just... So you want 12 hours. Well, a half of a work day, so like four oh. hours. Okay, I see. That would be great. I, that would be <laughs> adequate. I don't need 12. <laughs> I don't demand unreasonable things, mm-hmm. Haley. Four hours is reasonable, and okay. we could cover all the things I want to cover at the pace I would like to cover them with all the little side journeys along the way. But I don't have that time. Mm-mm. I've got X amount of time, and we've got to cram in so many good things. So we're going to just try at the end of the show today, we're going to talk about laundry mistakes. Yeah, I and think these are really, really common. Yeah, really common. Three simple laundry mistakes that will help you up your laundry game. Yeah. Because everybody wants to do that. We'll also be talking about the contest that we're running right now. Right. And a possible mistake that you could be making regarding that contest, which would be... Not entering. Not entering. We're going to help you figure that out and get you entered so you could potentially win a $1,000 home improvement package. Yeah, you do not want to miss those segments. Yeah, that contest ends November 3 at noon. We'll tell you more about that next. Right now, let's talk about a workshop project or mistake that happens on our projects, and it involves an orbital sander. And I've got one. I I think most people do. You know, it's a a really really common DIY tool. And when I use that, I always have in the back of my mind the resignation, the understanding that when I sand whatever I'm sanding, there's a really good potential that I'm going to have the little pigtail swirls in the surface. And I'm going to have to just live with it. We've all seen those probably if we have an orbital sander because I think we all make the mistakes that cause those to happen. And that's what's interesting to me is that it is mistakes that cause those to happen. Right. It's not the sander itself. I had assumed it's just the nature of the sander and it's what I have to accept in order to get the speedy sanding results that Mm. the sander will give me. You know, it's that Mm trade-off. And it turns out you don't have to trade anything off. You can get beautiful, immaculate results. Yes. No swirls. If you do things right. So let's talk about what you need to do to do it right. And we'll put all of this in the show notes so you can go back and check it out because we'll go through as many of them as we can. But you might want to get all the details in the show notes. First thing, you've got to start the whole process right. And that means don't hold the sander in the air and then turn it on before putting it on the surface. That's the wrong way to start. That really blows my mind. Like, I understand it now that we're talking about Mm -hmm. it because what happens is... It starts and it's moving at a really, really fast pace because it's just in the air. There's no There's resistance. There's no pressure against Right. There's no resistance. And so then you put it on the table or whatever you're standing. And now it's skipping along a little because it's meeting resistance for the first time. Mm-hmm. You start getting all these little gouges. Yeah. And I never thought that was a big deal because I just thought, well, that's just how you start. No. Right. I, I always <laughs> thought it was actually better for it because I didn't want to um, damage or bog down that motor by having that disc already be against the surface Mm -hmm. before I turn it on. I wanted to turn it on where there was no resistance, get it up to speed, and then put it down. That's just completely wrong. Put it on the surface. You're not putting pressure on it at that point. Just lay it on the surface, control it, turn it on. Start right. Very first step. Second thing, and this is three main points that you got to remember, a trifecta of things that will get great results. Right. 
you've got to use the correct speed while you're sanding. Yep. You've got to keep the sander flat and you've got to use the right pressure. Yeah, the correct, correct speed. speed. I we I think probably all do this wrong. When I have the sander in my hand, I'm moving it back and forth sure. across the surface fairly Speedily. quickly. Right. You know, because I think I'm making it go faster. You know, when I'm well, sanding with my hand. Yeah, hand sanding, you I'm go just fast. Moving you don't it move across it the surface. And that's how you get things sanded. Well, that's not what you need to do when you have a sander that's doing the work for you. Yeah, you've got to <laughs> let it do it. The rule of thumb is to let it move an inch for every second across yep. your surface. So just let it do its thing. That's the first thing. Keep it flat. You know, that's pretty obvious, but I tend to angle it up. I'll sometimes get it so hold it so that I've got just the front point on my surface and I can really get a lot of pressure I that see. way. Easy way to, of course, get gouges, get yes. swirls, get all of those things. Keep the disc flat on the surface at all times and then use the right pressure. If you are pushing down on it, like I tend to do, mm -hmm. thinking that I'm doing better Definitely work. do that too. If you push down on it and you hear the motor bog down. Yeah, it's and, and running we all a little know, slower now. Right. I always think that's when I'm finally starting to really sand. Yeah, it's getting through stuff now. No, completely backwards. Don't do that. You're just using enough pressure to control it. You're guiding it across the surface slowly and evenly. Yep. You don't need to put a ton of pressure because when you do that, again, you're creating those little pigtail curly cues all over the surface. Yeah. Another one. We have different grits for a reason. Not you just mean because you can't just use a 150 for everything? No, or an 80 <laughs> grit for always those kinds of projects. You're supposed to work through the grits. And when you work through the grits, you're going to eliminate those swirls. Right. And so the big thing is you start with the coarser grit, whatever that needs to be for your particular project. And then you bump up to the very next grit. Yeah. So let's say you started with an 80 grit. The right. next one is 100 grit. Exactly. The one my, after that's 120. My tendency would be to go to the 80 grit if I know I need to. Sure. And then I'll come to like a 220 to get a nice mm. polish on it. Yeah. Or I'll go to a 150. Yeah. You can't be skipping grits. Nope. Doesn't so work, work your way up just like it's through gears, you know, as you're shifting gears or something like that. Yeah. I can't skip them. Definitely. Another thing is you've got to make sure you're using dust extra extraction. Extraction? Extraction. Sure. <laughs> I don't think extraction is a word, but it is kind of fun to say. Extraction. So use dust extraction and dust removal, whatever that means for you and however you need to do that. Blowing things off, vacuuming so, it, wiping right. it down. So first off, between grits, you, you sand everything with your 80 grit and then you're swapping over because you're doing the right thing. You're swapping to your 100 grit yep. at that point. Make sure you're blowing all of that dust off or vacuuming all of that dust right. off of your surface before you start the next grit sanding, okay? Another thing is to prevent the dust or at least as much of it from accumulating under that sanding disc as possible. And that's yep. by using uh, like a shop vac attachment for your sander. Yeah, we all probably have those little bags attached to the end of the sander and that collects a little bit, but the vacuum's going to get way more. Definitely look into that. Last thing we've got time for is to stop right. We talked about starting right. Yep. Stopping right is important too. Don't stop with the sander on the surface. That's like yes, slamming like on the brakes. The opposite of yep. starting. Pick it up while it's still going, while it's still spinning, and then turn it off and then let it just settle down right there. There you exactly. go. Exactly. There's a number of things. There's a few more. You can check them out in the show notes. That's all the time we've got on this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about our contest and how you could be one of our big winners. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. 
This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And Haley, let's talk about our contest and specifically, the let's entries. talk yeah. about the entries. Yeah. yeah, no, that's what we want to talk about. And we'll tell you all about the contest. We have talked about it. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. We mm-hmm. talked about it last week. We'll talk about it at the end <laughs> because you can win something really cool just by voting. Yes. And I guess super simple. And yeah. it's a huge prize. So. Huge prize. You could win $1,000 worth of home improvement um, services from five different companies plus that are Repco. Local. Yeah. Yeah. So landscape design services, Johnson Carpet. Dean Veltman, professional painting contractor, extraordinaire. Ayers Basement Systems. Lauren Figueroa, interior designer, extraordinaire. <laughs> anybody else? I wasn't counting. Repcolite. Repcolite. If we missed anybody, we really apologize. But we've got all of those prize packages. One voter is going to win, and we're going to draw that winner. Or, well, we'll announce the winner on the show next weekend. Yep. The draw, the voting ends November third. November third at noon. Yes, at noon. At noon. People so turn off the commenting. Right. Not so you've got a lot of options to go and vote. You can vote for your favorite transformation on Facebook, on Instagram, and at repcolite.com. Exactly. Okay. We'll explain a little more at the very end. Right now, let's talk about the entries because I don't know how you felt about it, Haley, but I've seen you know watching these people send in these rooms that they've worked on. Right, the before and afters. It's been really fun. I think it is really fun. Uh, there's a huge variety, for one, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. You know, it could have just been a bunch of living rooms, and that's fine. That's great. Yeah. But I like that it's a variety of things. You know, we've got basements, we've got kids' rooms, we've got kitchens, yeah. dining rooms, Even some sheds. exterior stuff. Yeah. Right, right. So we're going to walk through each of these pictures. We're not going to name names, because that's not important. The big thing is to just talk about the transformation that took place and, yeah. and what we're seeing. And, and I, all of them had the same budget. Well, and that's one thing we want to point out. Yeah, the reason we've got 10 winners, if you haven't been following along, is we had a secondary, our primary contest that ran first. Right. Which is why we call that the primary one. <laughs> that's the one that ran first. And 10 people, a bunch of people, sent us projects they were going to work on. Yeah. That was how you got entered into that. We drew 10 winners, and each one of those winners got $150 worth of Benjamin Moore paint to put to work in their project. Yeah. Now, some of these projects are way more expensive than $150 worth of paint. Sure. What we're voting on is the, the $150. Yeah, of... the best use of that paint. Yeah. So let's look at the, the the first one, the one that we've got on the website as number one, not in quality necessarily, just, just a number. Numerically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a kitchen redo. And you've got to go and see this. If you are sitting at home looking at an 80s wood kitchen, mm-hmm. like I am. The oak I, cabinets. I talk about it. I talk about how I hate my oak cabinets. And I talk about how I need to paint my oak cabinets. And yet, here you are here with oak cabinets. <laughs> Still have oak cabinets. And then this picture comes across. When I saw this on my email, when you know this person submitted the picture for yeah. the contest... Oh, the guilt and the the envy, I should say. Because this person did this in six weeks. 
they got the paint yeah. and they had six weeks to complete this project and they got it done. And now they have a completely different kitchen. It's amazing. I mean, the photo really makes the whole room look like a completely different space. It really space. does. We had to like parse it a little bit. Like, is this the same kitchen? Are yeah. they cheating? <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was this is so amazing. And I cannot believe, I mean, I, I work in this business. Yeah. I talk about paint all the time. And when you see the transformation that was made, and, you know, when you really look at the picture, you've got to go to RepcoLite.com, RepcoLite's Facebook, RepcoLite's Instagram. Yeah. Look at the pictures. And when you look at this particular kitchen, everything is the same. Right. The, um, the countertop countertops, is still the same. The backsplashes, the flooring. And yet the appliances. kitchen looks brand new. Yeah. Completely new. And they did it with $150 worth of free paint. And that's amazing. It really is. When you think about what that could look like. And we want to reach out. We want to get some of these people and see if they'll come on the air. Because especially <laughs> this one, I think, because it was potentially a fight between the husband and wife. She had really wanted these cabinets painted yeah. forever. And he kept shutting it down like, no, no, we're not doing that. Right. And then this contest came about and yeah. he was forced to. <laughs> he said that in the email. Now I'm forced to tackle this. Yeah. And yeah, the results are absolutely amazing. So go and check that out. If you do have a kitchen yeah. and you're thinking you'd like to see once what a difference it can make, well, here's a, a, a great way to see what a difference it will make. And they did it themselves. Yeah. You know? Definitely something to look at and think about. So another one, number two on our list. Yes. Is an exterior shed. Well, most sheds. I would hope. Are exterior. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the primary first contest and the exterior shed. Yes. Very oh, specific. Yeah. I am on a roll. <laughs> This shed is really great. Now, the the person who did the work, they sent the picture in and they said, hey, you know, I basically just put the same colors back on it. Right. And before I looked at the pictures, she was saying it, it's really not that big of a difference. And then I pull up the pictures and, oh, it's a big it's difference. It's a big difference. The paint before had been peeling and chipping a little bit. Um, so there's, you know, raw whoa, whoa, wood whoa. that's a showing. Little bit. Uh, okay, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Well, we don't have to be nice. <laughs> we're not being mean. It's just we're being honest. Yes. It, it was looks, a lot. It looks better than my shed does right now. Their their old one did. So mine is peeling. Man, I've got the kitchen problem. I've got a shed problem, both of which I've talked about and said I was going to fix. And but they're just staring you down right now. They are. Yeah, the guilt just piled up with this one. But the, the person who sent this in talked about how this was a project that had been on their radar or yeah. on their plans for a while. Yeah. And again, the contest propelled them forward and they got it done. And the level of, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm guessing here. I'm kind of vicariously, you know, I'm inserting myself into the sure. situation. The amount of guilt and stress that goes away when you go from the, the before yes. to the after has got to be huge, even though it's not a huge project. It's $150 right. worth of paint and some time. And it's a small shed. Yeah. And the other thing about this one, especially being an exterior project, I think the guilt really goes away because it's something that other people can see when it's outside. You know, it's not just you knowing that, oh, I should really get to that oh, bathroom project no, or Haley. kitchen. It's I, all my neighbors can see. <sighs> I had not thought about that. Honestly, with my shed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've got the guilt over what other people are thinking as well. Good thing. I would have thought that was uh, very no. present. No, honestly, what I worry about is the what's happening to the wood and the materials yeah. when it's not being protected. And that's where I thought you were going. But all of that goes away with this work. You've got to check that one out. You know, yes, the colors stayed the same. But you can also see looks. the level of fade that happens when you don't. 
you know, update colors, especially like the red that she has on the door. Oh, yeah. You know, in the before picture, it's basically a pink at this point. And now it's back to that bright, rich red. Yeah. So you just, these are things that have to be maintained over time. Super cool. Number three is uh, an upstairs room, I believe it was, right? Yeah, it was like a kid's playroom. Yeah. And... You have to kind of look through all the pictures to really see what happened because the color isn't dramatic. Right, right. This one's a tough one to photograph. Yes. Because I think the way the room lays out exactly. from what we're gathering, there were a lot of pictures sent, but we only wanted to post one, you know, kind of collage right. type picture. And so we chose the best we could, but it was still a big transformation. And so much of this one settled on organizational yes. techniques. And I know really with kids' did. rooms and stuff like that, that's a major thing at my house it always has been is just trying to keep it organized and they did some really interesting things i like the wire shelving wire little baskets that Mm -hmm. they've got mounted on the walls now like for looks like books book racks exactly that's really cool and yeah the colors really really, uh, updated the space it's a nice change it looks like a homework area now i mean it's really smart the changes that they did make in here and it definitely looks like a more open space because of the paint that they applied you know before it was kind of like a a yellow and it split at the ceiling and it's one of those dormer spaces and i think we're used to having our wall color different than the ceiling color so that's kind of what we naturally do but in those spaces it's really hard to break right there because you're so low on the wall, really, and it makes the space feel smaller. So by redoing the same it, color on everything, yeah, it really now they helps. still have an accent wall at the end, so they still brought right. color in that way. But it does definitely open up the space. So yeah. that's a really interesting one. Number four is a kid's room, and this was a room where I believe, if I remember the story right, the son had lived with. The before room for, yeah. I thought he, she said 13 years or something like that. Right. This was like his childhood little kid bedroom. Yeah. You know, the colors on the walls or, you know, what you'd put in a toddler's room. And now he's a teenage boy. So. And she kept him out of the room for the entire time that she did the work. Yes. And then she sent us a video of him walking through the room for the first time. And it's kind of fun. Again, that's not something we could end up posting. But he walked around the space and just kind of looked around and said he shock. couldn't even recognize yeah. the room. But what a big difference that can make. Again, 150 bucks completely changed the room and updates and it for your kids. And you're feeling about it. Right. You know, I think that's a really important thing to talk about is just the feeling that paint colors provide. It's so much more than just like keeping up with trends and things like that. I think it really it has a part to play in self-esteem. Well, Right. And that's probably my problem. (laughs) I never had the right paint colors. Mm. I would be a completely different person (laughs) if I had just had parents who got me the right paint colors. Don't you think? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah. We'll never know. All right. We'll never know. (laughs) Lost to the ages. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got some other pictures and projects that we want to kind of pick apart Mm -hmm. in a positive manner. Yes. It's always positive on the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show. We save the negative for what we talk about in in the breaks. Right. We're going to take a break (laughs) right now. We'll be back in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And Haley, we're working our way through all the different projects, pictures that were posted as part of our big paint giveaway contest. 
Right. These are the before and after pictures from our initial contest where people won $150 in bedroom or paint. They had six weeks to redo the space they told us about. Yeah. And now you're voting on your favorite transformation. But we just wanted to take some time and talk about what they were able to accomplish all with the same budget. Right. And you're voting not just because you're all altruistic and you care about others, which is really what everybody out there is like. Right. But also because you can win stuff. Yes. Three voters are going to win $150 worth of Benjamin Moore paint. Mm-hmm. Random voters. We'll just draw them. And one random voter is going to win a $1,000 home improvement prize package. Exactly. We'll talk about that just a little bit more at the end. Right now, we just wrapped up talking about a kid's room. And I know I, I did want to go back to that one just briefly because one of the things that happened in that situation is the mom kind of locked her son out of the room. Yeah. And then he saw the big redo. Yeah. And sometimes that works. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes that doesn't. How do you feel about that? That, Um, I mean, I don't care about this one because it worked, but how do you feel about that concept in general? I, I mean, personally, Mm -hmm. wouldn't have done well with that because I'm a control freak from from any age. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, She really is. So that's just in me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think... I would have responded. I think it's definitely something you got to know your people well. Yeah. Because it could go the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And you think you've done something amazingly fun and cool. Yeah. And then it it, it doesn't always work that way. So sometimes it's really good to involve those other people. Now, in this instance, it was perfect. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah, I thought that was fun. All right. This one. How would you describe it? I always say it wrong. It's a mud. It's mudroom. It's like a mudroom entryway. Yeah. They've got like... The mudroom and what's really popular right now in those spaces is to do those built-in kind of locker-looking shelves where you've got cubbies for everyone's backpacks and coats and shoe storage and some other, you know, miscellaneous storage above, All right. which I think is really smart. But Now, a lot of this one, this one doesn't have a huge change either in, well, I guess the physical layout. Everything right. stayed pretty much the same. They changed the, the cubbies, the locker just they a did. little bit. They did, yeah. But the color makes a big change here. Huge. I mean, they had what used to be a really trendy color, like that nice charcoal gray with the white. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really popular, still is for a lot of people. Right now, what we're seeing the most is dark greens coming in as a really popular millwork color, cabinet color. And that's exactly what they they've done to update the space as they've gone towards that really nice green that we're seeing a lot of right now. Now, material-wise, product-wise, on a space like this, what would you recommend? We could go Scuff X from Benjamin Moore. That would be great. 100%. Advanced from Benjamin Moore. Optima from Repcolite yeah. would be really good because a lot of people are painting spaces like this. It's a door, and it's that, like we said, that locker area, that cubby area. Well, and the wainscoting, too, all the trim in there. And before, too... I want to point out that they had separated the colors between the wainscoting, the locker, and the door. The door and the locker were the dark gray. The wainscoting was white. And it kind of broke up the space a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think it could potentially make it feel more closed in when you've got such high contrast in a small space. And now they've unified it by making the wainscoting and the cubby and the door all the same color. Right. And they didn't have to change the wall color. Right. That worked out really well. So check that one out. That one's number five. Very cool ideas even for storage and 
you know, yes. that little locker area. So definitely something to check out for that as well. Here's another fun one that's a lot. Uh, basically, it's, a, I was going to say a laundry room. A laundry room? <laughs> no, it's a nursery. Where but you when put I, your babies? Well, when I think <laughs> about babies, I think about laundry because the two go hand in hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, really. That's how it works. Interesting. Yep. Children create laundry. So when I see a nursery, I think laundry. That's how it works. That's really funny. This one is great because what they did, it, well, they did they did change the color on the walls. It looks like it was yes. kind of a mossy green, mm-hmm. very light green. And that's basically, it looks like a gray on my screen. Yeah, super neutral, yeah, very super neutral. light. But what they did is right behind the crib... They painted a mural, and it's and it's really cute. Well, it's a really cool mural. It's yeah. it's mountains. It's like a mountain range, right? And so the furthest, the highest mountains, the mountains that are furthest away, are a lighter green. Yeah. The middle range mountains are kind of a medium tone green. Mm-hmm. The closest ones, the ones in the foreground, the darkest are the closest, green. <laughs> and that's a darkest green. So three different colors. Yeah. Very very simple. Right. I mean, it looks really artsy. And I'm sure, I mean, it, it, it takes, takes talent skill. to do it. Yeah. But it is something that's attainable. And Absolutely. you create something that looks like a really, really high-end professional mural very easily, really. Well, all you have to do is find, you know, the color that you really like. And you're just working down the paint swatch, essentially. You're starting with the light one, going to the, the next one down. And then the next one down, you've got your color scheme for a mural. Yeah. Definitely cool. And it really changes the space. The other thing I really like about it is not only does it, you know, really fill the space with great color, a great visual, it's also a visual that's not super baby. Yeah, like that can grow with you. Yes. Yeah. If you grow, it will work, right? right? It'll work with you. I mean, I guess as long as you're getting older, you're fine. I never really grew a whole lot. I got older. (laughs) See, you don't go that way. Everybody I work with, Constantly, nonstop. It's short jokes, and so I try to anticipate them. Yeah, and, and I never really off. go there. And you never go there, so you're always <laughs> staring at me like, "What are you talking? What about? are you talking about?" No, I see right Haley. I'm short. <sighs> if you didn't realize, I'm short. Let's get to a basement one, and this one's kind of fun because yeah. initially, the the first before picture that they sent in was in like a dungeony Cinder basement, block walls, right? You know, all concrete. And yeah, they were redoing their whole space, and that's what they sent us. And then what they've got is a brand new, you know, drywalled and carpeted basement. finished basement. Yeah. So it made the transformation seem enormous, which it right. was. I mean, absolutely amazing. It is. It's a huge remodel. What we're trying to vote on is the paint color. You know, the paint change. So we asked for new pictures and got them. And you can still see what a difference paint makes, how it yes. finishes a space. It cleans it up. You know, I mean, it just looks I mean, like you said, finished, I guess, but it makes it look like a real space. <laughs> so definitely, you know, that one's cool. They've also thrown not well, they haven't thrown. They have placed delicately a baby in the photo. Yes. And people Talking have at noticed. the heartstrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I that like that. Really <laughs> smart, really smart. But before we move on from this one, let's talk about basement spaces. You know, not everybody can, you know, go ahead and drywall everything and get all that set and, and make it into a space like this. Right. But just painting the block walls. I did right. that at my old house and really I couldn't believe the difference that it made. No, I mean, if made. they had just painted the cinder block walls, painted the floors, it that would have transformed that space alone. They went way down the road and mm-hmm. did a real remodel, but... If they were just using the paint, I really think we would have seen a huge transformation regardless. Right. I know that that happened with me with that cinder block basement. 
paint-wise, you know, I if you've got moisture issues or stuff like that, that has yeah. to be addressed. There are things to consider. But if you've got a dry basement, cinder block walls, mm-hmm. it's a latex paint. Right. I mean, you Super really simple. can make this really easy, and a light color will go a long ways towards yeah. making that space usable. I know when we did that, it went from feeling like a literal dungeon yeah. to a space where the kids, you know, we put a playroom down there. Right. And they loved being down there. Who'd have thought? <laughs> you know? They did. No, it's huge. So definitely makes a big difference. All right. We're getting to the end. We're working our way through. Number eight. Another basement. Another basement space. This one, again, I don't know that you can see the big difference that took place. It's what a it, big space. It's it, hard to represent it in photos. Exactly. So we did our best to, to pick the ones that we thought showed the most. The big thing that they had going is I think it was a daycare or yeah. something like that originally. Mm-hmm. She did like in-home care. And they had a mural on the wall. It was like a tree. And they wanted to cover that up. Oh, yeah. now it's not a daycare anymore. And it needs to be an adult space. <laughs> right. And so that's what they used their paint to do. I'm interested to talk to them once this contest wraps up and the dust settles on everything. Because painting over murals, you know, we mentioned yeah. that mural in the nursery. Painting over them can be a little bit of a trick. It can be because you can still sometimes see the ridges from that paint line under the new coat of paint so you can still kind of see the ghost of that old mural. Yeah, and a lot of times people are very concerned that the colors are going to bleed through or something like that. And normally colors aren't going to bleed through. They may show through. Bleeding through is a different uh, scenario, different Mm -hmm. thing that's happening. But in most instances, if you're using good paint and you're putting on a couple coats like you should, the colors won't be so much the problem. It's it's the texture that you built up. And it can take a little bit of work to make sure that that goes away completely. So if you've got a mural in a space and you are thinking about painting that over, stop out at any Repcolator Port City Paints. Talk about it a little bit. Yep. We'll make sure that you go through all that work and you're happy with the results. Yeah, just take some extra prep. Exactly. All right, number nine. Come on, computer. It's a dining room. All right, thanks, Haley. <laughs> My computer just caught up. Yeah, another space that I'm glad with this one, they gave us a panoramic view. Yeah. (laughs) That's nice. You can see the whole thing. And you got to check this one out because it looks like completely different spaces. It really does. The color makes a huge difference. Now, do you like the original color? I do. It seems like Haley, kind of a Haley thing. It's a darker green. How would you describe it? Um, Not really darker green. That paints the wrong image. It's like a mid-tone green. Eh, There we go. But... So a mid-tone green, but now it's a kind of a grayish color. Yeah, like a really light gray. But really classes the space up. It was not classed down in the first one, but it really does. It makes it look a lot more open. Yeah, I it mean, feels it's bigger. It's what light does. You know, they've got really great light coming in through those big windows they've got in the room. And to really accentuate that and have these lighter walls, it did make a huge difference. Yeah, so check that one out. And that's it. I was thinking we had 10. We only had nine. That's right. So why do we talk about this? We talk about it because it's a contest and all of that. But I encourage you to go and check them out, not just for the contest. I mean, of course, go and check them out. Vote for your favorite. Win. And again, remember, yeah, you're voting for what you think is the best use of that $150 worth of free paint. And who knows? Maybe you win. But these are great uh, pictures to take a look at if you're thinking about different projects in your home. You know, this right. may not look like your kitchen, for example, the kitchen project, but it's going to give you a really good idea of what a difference paint will make or a dining room setting or and a basement. It's or... all really realistic, too. These are just regular people 
that did DIY paint projects. You know, this is very attainable stuff. Yeah. They're not professionals. These aren't people that are constantly posting as, you know, influencer DIY on Which Instagram. Gets old after a while, right. you know, because everything just looks so perfect and so staged yeah. and so. And this is just really real. It is really real. And that's not to say that it's garbagey, no. right? Haley's not throwing. No. <laughs> any shade at anybody out there. Dan might be right uh, now. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what Dan's doing? But yeah, these are just regular people. And yeah. I've interacted with them on on emails as we're getting their pictures and, and doing this. And I know the stresses some of them felt as sure. the time crunch was getting in. Yeah. And I know the relief that all of them have of not just getting it done and getting it in for the contest. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, just getting these projects crossed off. Yeah, and, and how getting good that to feels. live with it. Yeah. yeah, how fun that is. So definitely go and check them out. RepcoLite's Facebook page, RepcoLite's Instagram, RepcoLite's website, RepcoLite.com. Yes. You can find these pictures, vote on them, and maybe get inspired for your next project. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about, do we know what we're going to be talking about? Laundry. Is it going to be laundry? Is it not going to be laundry? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to all find out together just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. And we're back. And Haley, we have a small amount of time to cram a ton of really good info into. So let's just get going. Let's talk about laundry mistakes. And I want to start by saying I stumbled into a book. I'm holding it up for the YouTube people. Laundry Love. Laundry Love. <laughs> Finding Joy in a Common Chore by Patrick Richardson. And it sounds like a ridiculous book. I mean, it's amazing that you could make a book just about laundry I tips. I love this book. It's really fun. I'm about halfway through. It's been a really fun read. Who would have thought? <laughs> and it's really practical. I mean, the way the guy's delivering the info sure. is fun. It's entertaining. And it's just so ridiculously practical. He's known as the laundry guy. You've probably seen him on morning shows, shows. and things like that, yeah. talk shows. He's all over YouTube. Definitely check him out. I would recommend getting his book. We're going to be working our way through parts of the book. Yeah, you've told me future, about yeah. some of the stuff, and it's actually really interesting. Oh, man, crazy practical. So we'll get to that. I'll put a link in the show notes to the book so you can look at it, maybe pick it up. But right now, because we don't have tons of time, let's start by just looking at some of the things that we are probably doing wrong in our laundry. You know, things yep. that I've grabbed from the book, things that I've grabbed from him talking online on some of these shows. One of the things that we do, and, and we've talked about it on the show before, you use too much soap or detergent in your laundry. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that would happen, right? It's getting washed out. We think we that think. it's removed when it's going through the cycle, and right. then we put it in the dryer, and that's that. Well, it feels like if I've got something really dirty, I'm really going to you know, add extra soap. Right. But the problem is the soap doesn't completely rinse out. Nope. And it actually makes the clothes look dingy. It can make them look dingy. They retain odor more. Ugh. They can stink. Yeah. Right. It will stay there. It will trap dirt. So yep. the detergent traps the dirt and the detergent doesn't all completely rinse out. So all of these bad things happen. On top of that, using too much laundry detergent can actually damage the washer or right. cause problems. It can also make that stink because yeah. that residue will stay in there. All kinds of things. It's really bad. So instead of using 
what is recommended. Because honestly, if you take the little cap mm-hmm. that your laundry detergent comes with and you pour out what's recommended in yeah, that cap. Yeah, it up to the line. It's almost 10 times. What you actually need. What you need. A teaspoon or yeah, a tablespoon, I should say. A tablespoon of detergent is enough for a normal average load. So imagine how much you're going to save on oh, laundry yeah. detergent. You're saving money. <laughs> you're being more responsible you know, getting better clothing, better results. Yeah. And you're you're taking better care of your machine. Of your machine by using less laundry detergent. Really so cool. a tablespoon is all you need for a regular load. If you want to be even better, you kind of avoid some of these liquid detergents entirely, according to the book and according to the laundry guy. He's always talking about soap flakes. Yeah, like a more natural yeah. alternative that doesn't soap build up. Flakes. Says he does a does a way better job, rinses out better. Yeah. All of that. So bottom line, use less soap. You'll get better, cleaner clothes. And you save money. And you'll save money. I like it. All right. Second mistake. And this one I absolutely love because I know it's absolutely (laughs) true. Second mistake is that we have often too many laundry baskets. Now, a couple years ago. How many do you have? What's that? How How many many? do you have? Well, I went out and I bought six to add to my collection of four. (laughs) I've got laundry baskets galore. I've got so many kids. I figured this is going to really help us whether we're going to be sorting into them. I had all these visions of how more was going to help me. And actually, what is recommended in the book, what is recommended online, what I'd recommend is figure out how few you think you could possibly do with Mm -hmm. and pare it down Maybe one or two from that yet. What's recommended in the book is two at the absolute most, two laundry baskets. And here's why. When you've got excess laundry baskets, all your good plans, all your dreams, all your visions of how you were going to use them completely out the window. What happens is that some kid in your house decides to do their laundry, which is great. Yes. I love it when they do that. But they'll open up the, the dryer and take everything that's in there and toss it into an open laundry basket. And after about four or five of those rounds, we've got five or six laundry baskets that are full of clothes that should have been folded a long time ago. If you don't have those extra laundry baskets, it's way more likely that you're actually going to fold. Right. Now, maybe the kids won't, but I know I do the same thing. I will pull it out. Oh, I'm not going to throw it on the floor, but I do have laundry baskets so I can put it in there. After a while, I don't know what's clean anymore. I don't know what's been dried. It's all got to be dried again anyway before I can fold it well. What a pain. It's really bad. Minimize your laundry baskets. You agree with that one? Yes, I do the same thing. Part of the problem is that I have like a folding table right in front of the washer and dryer, which is great Mm -hmm. if I actually fold the clothes. (laughs) What will happen is I will take the clothes out of the dryer put the clothes on the table and start the next load. I walk away away. because I don't feel like folding right now. I'll get to that later. And now I've got another load on the pile. It's just never ending. I get tons of wrinkles and then I've got to start all over again. It's laundry. It's a crazy discipline. You know, it's something that you really have to focus on. You really have to, you know, force yourself to do things that you don't really want to do. Yeah. This is not going to solve all of your problems, but it is going to take away some crutches. Totally. And it will maybe compel you to get more of these things folded right away and get into a habit of doing that because that is going to really help you move through a process and a project that not very many people enjoy. Third one, and we only got a little bit of time for this one. I think it's great. The laundry room needs to be an inviting space. Right. If your laundry is on the main level and it's decorated like other rooms in the home and it's painted well and you've really focused on organizing you've really gone a long way towards making this process better. If it's in the lower level, the basement, Mm -hmm. 
and it's a dingy, dark, scary place that you don't want to be in. You're not going to want to do laundry anymore. It really does play in. It sounds silly, but it plays in our psyche. You got to make a nice space, even if it's in the basement. You can paint it up. You can clean it up. You can get some a table in place so folding can take place. Do all of that. It will really help. There are three mistakes. The book is Laundry Love, Finding Joy in a Common Chore. Check it out. All right. That's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. You can learn more about our contest online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.